on today's episode, differentiating a niggle from an injury. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, smarter runner. If you're like me, running is life, but more often than not, injuries disrupt this lifestyle. And once you are injured, you're looking for answers and met with bad advice and conflicting messages circulating the running community. The world shouldn't be like this. You deserve to run injury-free and have access to the right information. That's why I've made it my mission to bring clarity and control to every runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I am a physiotherapist, a former chronic injury sufferer, and your podcast host. I am excited that you have found this podcast and by default become the Run Smarter Scholar. So let's work together to overcome your injury, restore your confidence, and start spreading the right information back into your running community. So let's begin today's lesson. Happy New Year, everyone. I The last couple of episodes, I know it's like a week or two into the, the year, but the previous episodes I had uh, scheduled to go out. And so this is officially the first recording of 2022 that I'm doing. And so thought I'd welcome you into the new year. Um, hopefully you've had a nice festive season. Uh, t- 2021 was crazy with um, it had a lot of positives. I like from the podcast side of things and the business side of things, definitely growing. I know on episode 200, I sort of shared the the boom that the podcast has had, the popularity it's had. And that's um, definitely something I'm going to take away from 2021. Obviously moved into a new house, obviously um, built a new clinic, a new gym, which I've talked about in the last couple of months, which is now completed. Super happy about it. Starting to see clients in person now, as well as still maintaining a very substantial online um, caseload, which I'm absolutely loving, loving treating runners all over the world. And so yeah, 2021 was uh, very successful business-wise and I'm very much looking forward to 2022. I think one of my main goals at the moment is better time management, better like task allocation. The past, since October last year, I've been doing some locum work trying to help out my old clinic that I used to work at. And they um, just asked me to, oh, can you help out three days, two to three days per week, just because they're short staffed at the moment. And I agreed, which was just 12 hour days for me on those particular days. And because I was working so many hours with them, I had to open up my calendar for my online clients and my in-person clients. And so it was late nights, early mornings for a long time. Like I said, 12 hour days for most days of the week, which, um, yeah, it sort of had its repercussions at the end. Wasn't sleeping too well, was just constantly, um, very wound up and I've realized within myself that if I allocate too many tasks, um, even though I love them, even though I'm excited about them, I just, I can't sleep. I'm just constantly like my mind is just going and I need more downtime, more relaxation time. And so the festive season going away to the beach, just getting away, um, was really nice. I sort of 
fell back into normal sleep patterns. And so 2022, making myself um, time allocation wise a lot better. I've reshifted my hours, my schedules, and I've now dedicated some time to writing the Run Smarter book. (laughs) I've spaced out some dedicated time throughout the week to sit down, no other distractions, to start writing and working on the book. Because uh, last year, I know I've said this on previous episodes, but whenever I had available time, that's when I was going to dedicate to writing the book. So I'd work for six to eight hours. And then after those eight hours, I would say, okay, here's my downtime. Let me plug away at the book, which isn't going to get me anywhere and is very poor um, task allocation on my side of things. So now dedicated some time and I'm really excited about how this book is turning out. And I've said that before, but the, the chapters and how all this, uh, all the, the contents kind of coming together, piecing together is working really well. I'm getting really excited about it. And the more I write, the more ideas I have, um, the more examples I want to use, the, my favorite kind of research papers, my favorite podcast episodes, I want to draw content from that and just piece it all nicely together. Really happy with how it's turning out, um, but still a long way to go. <laughs> uh, forgive me, Julia McKenney. I know that you submitted this question a long time ago. I'm finally getting around to ticking off some of these loose ends of 2021 because there's a few episode ideas I have had in the past and um, all of a sudden like guests are wanting to come on and there's other Q&A episodes just get pushed in front, in front, in front. I've had your episode idea for a long time now (laughs) and now I'm finally getting around to ticking off some of these that have been on my list for a long time. So I think it was during one of the Q&A requests or posts that I did and Julia asked, how do, how do we know if a niggle is going to become an injury? And I said, fantastic. I won't answer it in the Q&A. I think this is a dedicated episode. Let me do that. So I've woken up this morning. I have wrote down the question on paper. And then I've just, I hadn't actually had much of a thought about this or like putting it down on paper before like taking the dedicated time to write things down. So I've had the question in front of me. I've wrote down all of my thoughts, my um, the ideas that I have around this particular topic and then just built it into dot points and um, sort of subcategories. And yeah, I'll rattle off them in a second. I don't know if the term niggle is... <laughs> um, accepted or used around the world. I don't know if it's just an Australian thing. I know some, I know a lot of people from the UK say it. I'm not sure how prevalent it is in the US or other countries of the world. But anyway, like a niggle would just be someone who like downgrades it from an injury. They say, oh, it's not an injury. I'm not injured. It's just a niggle, which would be some sort of symptom producing pain, discomfort, ache, what have you that they don't think is as serious as an injury. It's sort of like the lesser seriousness. Um, So if someone hasn't heard that term before, that's my best, I guess. Maybe if I Google it, I wonder what a niggle meaning says. Okay, so if I Google it, it says cause slight but persistent annoyance, discomfort or anxiety. So slight but persistent annoyance. Um, I have a few other different ideas around 
the niggle, dif- like differentiating the two, the definitions of the two, examples of the two between a niggle and an injury. So the first thing I would want to talk about is um, these ideas just being my thoughts. You might have different ideas. Someone else might say something different. I don't think these are really too defined, like definitely not medically defined, um, but this is just my opinion. Uh, I think there definitely is a difference between the two. I think there is reason to discuss the difference between the two. Um, it is important. So maybe we just go through that. Um, maybe we talk about why not, why don't we just consider these the same thing? Uh, because I do think as runners, especially as runners, we're going to experience pain and discomfort during a run, especially if you're really pushing yourself. Like running is hard on your body. You're, you're putting yourself through a lot of load. You're putting yourself through these challenging cardiovascularly, but like also the the skeletal system, the muscle system, the, the ligaments, tendons, they're just really being challenged, especially if you're competing or training um, in a, a marathon or ultra marathons, you're putting in high mileage, you're challenging yourself to quite tough terrain, um, just just running in general. You're pushing your body, you're challenging the demands and signals, pain signals, signals of discomfort will arise. Um, but that doesn't mean you should treat it like an injury if it is quite fleeting and quite innocent. So that's why we can kind of differentiate the two. I know I've, t- I've talked to a few ultra runners. I, I've interviewed a few ultra runners in my time. I've been interviewed by a few ultra runners in my time and they'll always discuss like, yeah, but when I'm out there, there's going to be so many pain signals, left, right, center, some fleeting, some like really painful, some not so painful, but then they just go away. Why is that happening? And we shouldn't really treat that like an injury. So how would I differentiate these characteristics? So like I said, I just put this question on my paper this morning and decided to write everything that came to my mind. And I've come up with the niggle having a couple of phases, a couple of different like timeframes that lapse in kind of timeframe. So the niggle that kind of lasts for a few seconds or up to uh, like one to two minutes is one category. So this niggle that just lasts a few seconds, could be very fleeting. Um, All of a sudden after a few seconds, it disappears. It just goes never to be seen again. And it could be even quite severe. Like the, the sensation could be quite severe. It could be sharp. It could be like high levels of pain. It could be like an ache that's in like severe cases, but it just disappears within seconds and doesn't return throughout the rest of the race, throughout the rest of the run. Um, if I was to try and think of some common locations, I think the foot, uh, I think the knee, I think like low back, especially for me, um, it would just be like a, if you misstep somewhere or if you are going up a hill or if you're um, trying to run down a hill and all of a sudden you just get a sharp sensation in your knee and you're like, oh, what was that? And then you continue to run and it just doesn't happen again, then that's fine. I think if you're running and you start noticing a, a bit of an ache or a bit of a, a pain in your foot and then all of a sudden it goes away, I would just ignore that. Same with like the lower back. It could happen anywhere, but if it's a sensation that just all of a sudden arises and then disappears. And during your run, you test it out for another couple of seconds, another couple of minutes, it just doesn't return. I would just continue. 
uninterrupted and just put it out of your mind. Why does this happen? Uh, I, I don't really know. <laughs> Why are these pain signals popping up and causing quite a, could be up to a large discomfort. It's on a spectrum. There could be just be really minor fleeting niggles that last a few seconds. Even when I go for a, a 10K, 15K run, sometimes I'll notice like, um, particularly around the feet, this like sensation that look seems quite serious. I'm like, oh, what's that? And then it just disappears. I'm like, okay, maybe it was just something quite fleeting. But I'm not sure why it happens. We know that pain is a very complex biopsychosocial experience. Um, we know that the brain is um, particularly a complex mechanism when it comes to delivering pain signals. Some pain specialist might be able to rattle off why a lot of these signals are happening. I don't think we need to understand why it's happening. All we need to do is pay attention to the symptoms. And if we can kind of categorize it within this and then not worry about too much, don't hold too much relevance or too much importance, if it quick, quickly resolves, um, then it's okay. So this is kind of the example of something that persists for a few seconds. Just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five-day injury prevention challenge. This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign-up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. Maybe a minute or so and then just disappears. But I still think there is a niggle characteristic that can carry over to last a little bit longer particularly during a race particularly during like an ultra race and this is like a niggle that can kind of last for a few hours and it's like I said it's usually during the race it could be like an unfamiliar pain that arises um, and then just continues throughout the race so maybe your calf starts causing issues. Maybe the Achilles is starting to get really tight and starting to produce soreness. Maybe the knee is just getting a little bit irritated from all the hills and changing directions and just the long distance in general. Um, it may or may not be disruptive to your performance. You might just be able to notice it and have like a real confidence to still produce force and still land um, similar to the other side or it might start to disrupt you a little bit, especially if it continues to get more irritated uh, but then it settles once you've stopped the race jasmine is deciding to bark at some neighbors so let me go get her <laughs> okay jazz is now settled in her dog bed right next to me so she's not going anywhere i don't think she's made too many appearances on this podcast i know the uh, my pht podcast she's made a fair few appearances but even since moving to rosanna i'm now recording in my kind of like my, uh, it's the basement level. And so when she's upstairs, usually barking at neighbors, you usually can't hear her. Whereas in our last house in Rosanna, she was right outside. Um, my, the room where I would record my episodes, she was right out the, the side glass window. There's not a lot of, um, filter, not a lot of soundproofing going on there. She used to bark at birds and hot air balloons and everything all the time. So, um, yeah, I don't think she's made too much of an appearance in the last couple of months, but she's now rested in her bed and has recognized that it's the naughty corner for her. <laughs> okay, I have lost my train of thought. So we're, we're talking about niggles that are now going a little bit beyond a couple of fleeting seconds and they're moving into 
say a couple of hours, particularly during a race. And once the race stops, this is really important. Once the race stops, uh, even it, it just settles, settles, settles. And by the next day, even maybe the day after that, it's the pain's just gone, never to return. So I would still consider that like a niggle. It's just you challenging your body, being really strong, being pushing the limits and the body just being like, okay, this is really challenging. This is really hard work. Let's start like producing some sort of signal somewhere and just letting you know that, you know, we're pushing to the brink and all of a sudden after the race, it just goes away. And that could be so many locations of the, of the body could be low back, could be glutes, could be quads, hamstrings, calves, could be the feet, um, plantar fascia, these sort of things are, like I say, haven't done any ultras before. I think a lot of ultra runners will know what I'm talking about when just pains just arise, unfamiliar sort of sensations. And then once you finish the race, it just disappears. And if you were to run the, like if you were to run the following week and they're all gone, I'd just say that would just be a niggle. And that's kind of like the second category. So you've got these ones that are just really fleeting kind of seconds. Then you've got ones that just sort of persist throughout a race throughout the, uh, an endurance event and then you have these ones that carry over a few hours and stretch into days now this is what i would consider the borderline between a niggle and an injury and there's kind of like a tipping point that could fall into one or the other could fall into a, just a niggle and could fall into an injury so like i say it's kind of this middle ground and if it's mismanaged in this period of time, during this like little tipping point, they can carry into the injury. Um, but in best cases, in best case scenarios, if this pain does arise and carries over into subsequent runs, you need to, and it's just managed with like really careful load management. Um, let's say for an example, if you do an ultra event and this niggle arises, let's say it's in the calf, and it carries over into your next run, say like two or three days later when you go for another run and it's still there. If you spend a considerable week just avoiding hills or avoiding speed work or just reducing your mileage in general, this is what we talk about when it comes to load management. It just quickly disappears. You negotiate it, you overcome it within a couple of days, within that week. That's that's a really nice um, load management that just dissipates the injury never to return um this is kind of like a uh, successful negotiation of this tipping point in between a niggle and an injury some might say that is an injury and you've just overcome it really quickly others say that was just niggle you've overcome it quickly who knows it's like that that middle ground in worst cases like if that niggle was to carry over into a few days and you don't apply that careful load management or you don't remove or sensibly adjust the irritant, the aggravating factor, which might be speed work, hills, might be prolonged um, running, then the irritation can continue and it just develops into an injury. So that's the worst case if it's mismanaged, best case if it's really well managed, if you're not too sure how to manage it, um, how to modify your running with this specific injury because it depends on the the type of the body it depends on the location of the body and what um tissues have been affected that will depend on how this load management is applied 
So I can't really give that advice right now, but if you're not too sure how to do that, that's where you can ask for advice. This way you can have that free 20 minute injury chat that all these listeners are booking in for. And you can sort of just um, try and see if you can overcome it yourself. So in other words, if you continue to exceed this, um, this niggle, if you continue to uh, foster like a more sensitized overloaded state, it's going to become more painful. It's going to become more sensitive. The capacity for this structure to tolerate load diminishes and then it just develops into an injury. That's back to our like universal principles. The first 10 episodes of the podcast is this talking about once a, a certain structure has become irritated, once it's become sensitive, painful, it can no longer withstand and tolerate the loads that it once could when it comes to running because it's sensitive and because it's just like really irritated. And so what we need to do is find where that new adaptation zone is. We need to find where that load management is. It might be 50% of your pre-injury loading. It might be 25%. It might be 90%. But once we find that percentage and we train within that, there's no irritation of symptoms. There's no aggravation of symptoms. And you can just slowly return back to 100% pre-injury. So there is that little bit of a tipping point, but there can be some clear examples of a niggle that isn't an injury. And there can also be some clear examples of an injury that's not a niggle, which is what we're going to get into now. Okay, so an injury. Um, initially could be from a niggle, like I said, uh, one that's been a niggle for hours or days and then is just mismanaged, can then carry over into an injury, which is a, a more serious, more prolonged. You need to be more proactive with how you overcome it. And you can also develop an injury straight away without a niggle being present. So it's um, a few, this is like I say at the start, this is just my definition, my examples, my opinions around these sort of things. Um, for an example, you can roll an ankle straight away. Uh, that's an injury. That's not a niggle that hasn't been a niggle in the past. It's just straight away an injury. Um, another example would be, say, you've just overloaded yourself. Um, you are three weeks away from your marathon and you've decided to, in your plan, go from running 30Ks a week to running 45Ks a week. And then that has just carried over one week, uh, one day after a long run, you wake up and your Achilles is just really sore or your plantar fascia is really sore or you have patellofemoral pain symptoms when you wake up and then climbing stairs is really sore. That's straight away an injury in my eyes. And um, there are some, I guess, definitions or like pain characteristics we can follow. Um, but in these sort of scenarios, it's the same situation as that long-term niggle. You can, in the moment, you can act really quickly. You can be really proactive with sensible load management and it will resolve itself quite quickly, or you can mismanage it, ignore it and just prolong the effects, prolong the symptoms if it's mismanaged. So that's where that kind of tipping point between that prolonged uh, niggle duration developing into an injury, that's where the, the behaviors and the characteristics and what you do is very similar regarding that management mismanagement, which is my true um, definition of like running resilience or people say when they want to reduce their risk of injury, they, they want to prevent injuries. I say that's like very 
unrealistic. It's very unrealistic to think that you can do everything in your power to get your risk of injury down to zero. What I can say is you can be very smart with how you manage your injuries or very smart with how you train to reduce your risk of injuries. But if symptoms arise, which is very realistic, it's managing it within um, immediately with the right things, with the right tools, the right strategies, the right load management to make sure that it's a it's a couple of days. It lasts a couple of days and then you don't lose fitness. You're back to training. You're back to running full amounts. I can think of a couple of injuries that I've had, which I've just been jumped on the, the um, front foot really quickly, overcome it really quickly and was as happy that I was so proactive and caught it really early. Um, that's my example. That's my like realistic expectations when it comes to true running resiliency. Anyway, I digress. So the injury itself, um, yes, we can also differentiate that from delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS because there are a few similar characteristics but can be easily differentiated at the same time. So DOMS is like that delayed onset muscle soreness, that gym soreness, that workout, if you've had a workout the day before, which is easily beyond what you have done. And then the next day you just really sore. Um, most people would experience like if you've went to a gym class and did a whole bunch of exercise that you've never done before, the next day you're just super sore. Um, that's usually um, delayed onset muscle soreness. And there's a few characteristics we can do to differentiate the two. Usually DOMS well, first of all, DOMS is um, a good pain that you can have. It's usually located within the muscle belly rather than pinpointed to one specific like tendon or ligament or one focal point within the muscle. If it is quite focal, quite um, an isolated sort of pain, usually that's an injury. Usually that's developing into an injury, but if it's the whole entire muscle, if it's quite vague, uh, then it's usually that delayed onset muscle soreness. And we know that DOMS usually last one to two days and then you're totally fine afterwards. If it persists beyond a few days, then we know it's most likely going to be an injury. So I guess we're getting bang for our buck here. We're talking about niggles, injuries, and DOMS to try and differentiate all of those. Um, if we are talking about an injury, I thought it might be useful to remind you guys of those acceptable pain levels, acceptable pain um, guidelines during an injury. So if you have developed an injury, if it's gone beyond a niggle and turned into an injury, keep in mind that we have acceptable pain guidelines, pain rules for most injuries. So in, in most overuse cases during a run, um, pain levels lower than a four out of 10 is acceptable. I've had episodes like a month or two ago around um, interpreting pain levels, interpreting what a 5 out of 10 is compared to a 3 out of 10. But for most overuse running-related injuries, say tendinopathies, um, excluding stress fractures or bony injuries, then pain levels below a four out of 10 during the exercise is termed acceptable. However, symptoms, pain, injury symptoms need to return to baseline in less than 24 hours to know that you've successfully handled, successfully negotiated that exercise dosage 
of whatever running dosage that is or whatever um, strength program dosage that is. And there's also a third rule, which most people forget. (laughs) Symptoms need to be improving week by week. So a longer trend improvement week by week because someone can have an Achilles tendinopathy and think, yeah, I'm doing my running. It's, um, it's maybe a three out of 10 during my run returns to baseline within 24 hours. So I'd consider that successful. And I say, oh, how long have you had this for? Um, and they say, oh, I've had it for 12 weeks. And I say, well, symptoms need to be improving week by week. And they say, oh, it kind of does improve, but then it gets a bit worse. And it was getting better for three weeks, but then I just had a significant flare up. When that sort of stuff happens, you need to change your management. Something needs to change. Um, So I think that was just um, a useful bit of information just to add in there. Maybe it's just refreshing your memory because I've talked about this in the past. But when it comes to niggles, injuries, DOMS, like negotiating niggles, trying to push through a niggle or trying to negotiate an injury, I think those pain rules are quite, um, quite useful to know. So as a bit of a recap, so a niggle, quite fleeting, quite innocent, even though the symptoms might be quite severe, the, it can settle quite quickly. And when it does settle quite quickly, we don't need to focus on it too much. We don't need to hold too much importance around it. If it does, if it is a niggle that is quite severe and it's quite fleeting, just put a little bit of a memory tag on it just in case it returns later in the race or in case it returns tomorrow and becomes more severe, more frequent, and then all of a sudden develops into an injury. So uh, important to just have that memory tag in your mind. But don't hold too much relevance to it because we know that niggles occur, especially if it's mid-race, especially if you're pushing yourself. Um, just keep that in mind. But And these niggles can have certain durations. So the seconds to minutes, there can also be the, the hours within the race that can persist and then just resolve once the race finishes. And then there's that tipping point of the ones that carry over into the next day or carry over into your next run could be an injury, could be a niggle, which you need to really focus on load management. You need to focus on identifying the aggravating, irritating factor and removing that or deloading away from that. And in order to kind of negotiate that and overcome it quite quickly. And if it does develop into an injury, then we do need to take it more seriously. There might need to be some considerable rehab, some strength exercises, load modifications, taping, whatever, to try and overcome it um, because it is more serious there is the potential for it to be more prolonged if mismanaged so we just need to be really careful and so my final takeaway is I have a couple of dot points here you need to recognize the difference between niggles and an injury it might be you know your own interpretation but as long as you and your body the demands that you're putting on your body like a A recreational runner who runs 20Ks a week is going to have a different experience than an ultra runner who competes in two ultras per year and runs, operates at a high mileage. Their definitions might be a little bit different. Their experiences will be extremely different. So that's point number one. Point number two, if pushing yourself with long distances, the pain signals will arise. Like it just happens. Like these fleeting pains will just happen here and there. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just you've just been pushing your body and these fleeting things will happen. Next one, if um, 
during the race, pain signals get worse. So if these niggles start to become a lot more bothersome, if they get worse and worse and worse throughout the race, that's when you probably need to consider troubleshooting, reducing the load or stopping the race altogether, depending on how severe it gets. Um, I have had an episode, I looked it up, it was episode 139. It was troubleshooting for mid-race soreness, which might be quite useful if that is you, or if you want to know more about that. So I just sort of talk about um, if you do get a pain during a race, depending where on the body it is, you can kind of troubleshoot, problem solve in the moment to try and offload that particular area. You might find that useful. I had some really nice feedback um, from that particular episode. Uh, next in my dot points, if pain signals carry over into days, make sure you have careful load management because if that niggle carries over beyond a few days, we're in that gray zone that could be an injury, which is easily negotiated with careful load management. Um, if persistent for a few weeks, it is not a niggle. <laughs> it is an injury um, in my definition I know a lot of people have said, oh, I've had this knee pain that's been bothering me for two months, but it's just a niggle. It's not an injury. Um, you're fooling yourself. Make sure you place a higher priority on overcoming and um, negotiating that that injury. It might have to be strength training. It might have to be seeking out a health professional. Um, a lot of people convince themselves it's a niggle just because they don't want to place a lot of seriousness around it or go get it checked out or assessed or have to do strength training or rehab stuff to overcome it. They just want to run at the mileage that they are. They don't want to lose fitness. So they're just um, self-sabotaging themselves by calling it a niggle. Just don't fool yourself. Um, and lastly, when injured and not seeing improvement week by week, don't continue the same trajectory you're on. You need to change the management. You need to change your treatment. You need to get it assessed. Something along those lines, you need to change something. So thank you, Julia McKenney for submitting this question. Sorry it took so long for me to answer it. I hope you enjoyed. I know a lot of people will take a lot away from this episode. As we sign off, remember, every new insight brings you one step closer to your next running breakthrough. Let's have a great 2022. And that concludes another Run Smarter lesson. I hope you walk away from this episode feeling empowered and proud to be a Run Smarter scholar. Because when I think of runners like you who are listening, I think of runners who recognize the power of knowledge, who don't just learn, but implement these lessons, who are done with repeating the same injury cycle over and over again, who want to take an educated, active role in their rehab, who are looking for evidence-based long-term solutions and will not accept problematic quick fixes. And last but not least, who serve a cause bigger than themselves and pass on the right information to other runners who need it. I look forward to bringing you another episode and helping you on your Run Smarter path.